chapters 31 and 32 of Tristram Shandy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, Gentlemen, Volume 1, by Lawrence Stern. Chapters 31 and 32. Chapter 31. What can they be doing, brother? said my father. I think, replied my uncle Toby, taking, as I told you, his pipe from his mouth, and striking the ashes out of it as he began his sentence, I think, replied he, it would not be amiss, brother, if we rung the bell. Pray, what's all that racket over our heads, Obadiah? quoth my father. "'My brother and I can scarce hear ourselves speak.' "'Sir,' answered Obadiah, making a bow towards his left shoulder, "'my mistress is taken very badly. "'And where's Susanna running down the garden there, "'as if they were going to ravish her? "'Sir, she's running the shortest cut into the town,' replied Obadiah, "'to fetch the old midwife.' "'Then saddle a horse,' quoth my father, "'and do you go directly for Dr. Slop, the man midwife,' with all our services, and let him know your mistress is fallen into labour, and that I desire he will return with you with all speed. It's very strange, says my father, addressing himself to my uncle Toby, as Obadiah shut the door, as there is so expert an operator as Dr. Slop so near, that my wife should persist to the very last in this obstinate humour of hers, in trust in the life of my child, who has had one misfortune already, to the ignorance of an old woman, and not only the life of my child, brother, but her own life, and with it the lives of all the children I might, peradventure, have begot out of her hereafter. Mayhap, brother, replied my uncle Toby, my sister does it to save the expense. A pudding's end, replied my father. The doctor must be paid the same for inaction as action, if not better to keep him in temper. Then it can be out of nothing in the whole world, quoth my uncle Toby, in the simplicity of his heart, but modesty. My sister, I dare say, added he, does not care to let a man come so near her. <clears throat> I will not say whether my uncle Toby had completed the sentence or not. Tis for his advantage to suppose he had, as I think he could have added no one word which would have improved it. If, on the contrary, my uncle Toby had not fully arrived at the period's end, then the world stands indebted to the sudden snapping of my father's tobacco-pipe for one of the neatest examples of that ornamental figure in oratory, which rhetoricians style the Apossiopesis. Just heaven! How does the poco piu and the poco meno of the Italian artists the insensible, more or less, determine the precise line of beauty in the sentence, as well as in the statue. How do the slight touches of the chisel, the pencil, the pen, the fiddlestick, etc., give the true swell which gives the true pleasure? Oh, my countrymen, be nice, be cautious of your language, and never, oh, never, let it be forgotten upon what small particles your eloquence and your fame depend. "'My sister, mayhap,' quoth my uncle Toby, "'does not choose to let a man come so near her. <clears throat> "'Make this dash. "'Tis an apostiopesis. 
take the dash away and write backside, tis bawdy. Scratch backside out and put covered way in, tis a metaphor, and I dare say, as fortification ran so much in my uncle Toby's head, that if he had been left to have added one word to the sentence, that word was it. But whether that was the case or not the case, or whether the snapping of my father's tobacco-pipe so critically happened through accident or anger, will be seen in due time. End of chapter 31 Chapter 32 Though my father was a good natural philosopher, yet he was something of a moral philosopher too, for which reason, when his tobacco-pipe snapped short in the middle, he had nothing to do as such but to have taken hold of the two pieces and thrown them gently upon the back of the fire. He did no such thing. He threw them with all the violence in the world, and to give the action still more emphasis, he started upon both his legs to do it. This looked something like heat, and the manner of his reply to what my uncle Toby was saying proved it was so. "'Not choose,' quoth my father, repeating my uncle Toby's words, "'to let a man come so near her. "'By heaven, brother Toby, you would try the patience of Job, "'and I think I have the plagues of one already without it. "'Why, where, wherein, wherefore, upon what account?' replied my uncle Toby, in the utmost astonishment. "'To think,' said my father, "'of a man living to your age, brother, and knowing so little about women.' "'I know nothing at all about them,' replied my uncle Toby. "'And I think,' continued he, "'that the shock I received a year after the demolition of Dunkirk, "'in my affair with the widow Wadman, "'which shock you know I should not have received, "'but from my total ignorance of the sex, "'has given me just cause to say "'that I neither know nor do pretend to know "'anything about them or their concerns either.' "'Methinks, brother,' replied my father, "'you might at least know so much as the right end of a woman from the wrong. "'It is said in Aristotle's masterpiece "'that when a man doth think of anything which is past, "'he looketh down upon the ground, "'but that when he thinketh of something that is to come, "'he looketh up towards the heavens. "'My uncle Toby, I suppose, thought of neither, "'for he looked horizontally. "'Right end!' quoth my uncle Toby, muttering the two words low to himself, and fixing his two eyes insensibly as he muttered them, upon a small crevice, formed by a bad joint in the chimney-piece, right end of a woman. I declare, quoth my uncle, I know no more which it is than the man in the moon. And if I was to think, continued my uncle Toby, keeping his eye still fixed upon the bad joint, this month together, I am sure I should not be able to find out. Then, brother Toby, replied my father, I will tell you. Everything in this world, continued my father, filling a fresh pipe, everything in this world, my dear brother Toby, has two handles. Not always, quoth my uncle Toby. At least, replied my father, every one has two hands, which comes to the same thing. Now, if a man was to sit down coolly, and consider within himself the make, the shape, the construction, comatability, and convenience of all the parts which constitute the whole of that animal called woman, and compare them analogically, I never understood rightly the meaning of that word, quoth my uncle Toby, 
Analogy, replied my father, is the certain relation and agreement which different— Here a devil of a rap at the door snapped my father's definition, like his tobacco-pipe, in two, and at the same time crushed the head of as notable and curious a dissertation as ever was engendered in the womb of speculation. It was some months before my father could get an opportunity to be safely delivered of it, and at this hour it is a thing full as problematical as the subject of the dissertation itself, considering the confusion and distresses of our domestic misadventures, which are now coming thick one upon the back of another, whether I shall be able to find a place for it in the third volume or not. End of chapter 32